Thanks for downloading a 3CR podcast. 3CR is an independent community radio station based in Melbourne, Australia. We need your financial support to keep going. Go to www.3cr.org.au for more information and to donate online. Now stay tuned for your 3CR podcast. There is a place where time stands still. Where nature is harsh and demanding. Where only the quick and the strong and the deadly can survive. This place is no place for civilized man. All you've got to do now is pass the Australian culture test. Three simple questions, three select answers, and you go through that doorway to the greatest little country in the world. And good morning, this is Annie for Showreel and uh, today's program is going to be highlighting a particular film director called Tony Ayres. Now Tony Ayres has been associated with a a number of incredibly successful television series, one of them including The Slap, uh, The Nowhere Boys, uh, which uh, won an AFI award, I think, uh, just recently for uh, Best Children's Series. Uh, Also uh, things like Glitch, which is... uh, recently been on uh, the ABC and uh, I pushed, I'll have to say, because it is a great Australian series, uh, uh, telling you that uh, if you uh, couldn't get uh, a free copy of it, it's worth buying and uh, to uh, encourage you to get the ABC to actually make a new series, a second series, because it's a great piece of work. But uh, the film that he's just releasing is called uh, Cut Snake. It was actually uh, opened uh, to favourable reviews at the Toronto Film Festival, uh, the last Toronto Film Festival, and uh, it uh, did get shown at uh, MIF, the uh, Melbourne International Film Festival, but uh, now it's coming to local screens. It's uh, a tight, gripping love triangle between gay and straight love with strong messages about class and crime. It's beautifully realised uh, in a 1970s Melbourne, and uh, it's uh, terrific. I, I actually saw it the other day. Uh, when I did this interview with Tony Ayres, I hadn't seen it yet, but uh, I'll tell you a little bit more about it and the opportunities you as a viewer have to engage in the uh, movie. You've had several careers before you became a filmmaker. You were a photographer, printmaker and a curator. How have they informed your work? Um, I think that I have eclectic taste and... um, you know, I, like I, I, I think that I make work, you know, in all kinds of categories and um, in, you know, like I, I go from a children's show like Nowhere Boys to um, a comedy like The Family Law or, you know, and I move from feature films like um, Cut Snake yep. and, and I'm about to executive produce a feature film called Ali's Wedding Uh and to, um, you know, drama series like uh, Barracuda or The Slap or... Um, Glitch. Glitch, 
I think that maybe the the plethora of past lives has led me to kind of simultaneously um, uh, create create in a whole range of genres. The uh, types of films and the types of series that you've done have all almost all of them been extremely successful. What's your secret, mate? Um, I guess, you know, even though I have broad and diverse taste, the, the driving ambition is to make whatever I do as good as possible. And to, it's just about trying to put your energy into the quality of the work and to make it the best version of whatever it is that um, I'm trying to do. So, say with Nowhere Boys, it's trying to make the best version of a children's TV show that I could make. And then, say, on, you know, like Cut Snake, I try to make it the best movie that I could make it. Uh, you know, it, it's really just um, um, the, having the same work ethic for the different projects. I think I've been pretty lucky in working with really great people and been given a lot of opportunities and um, and uh, people have trusted me to do things that are kind of a little bit out of the box, you know, like the slap was a, a risk for the ABC and um, you know, Glitch as a show was a risk and people have, you know, taken a bet on those risks. Nowhere Boys was a risk. Cut Snake is a risk, you know, like everything you do, there's no guarantee of success. So, I think I've been very fortunate in having that degree of trust. Yeah, but uh, also uh, your earlier work uh, garnered a lot of uh, awards. Uh, the um, Walking on Water did very well at the yep. Berlin Film Festival. So I don't know if there's so much risk involved, but it does seem to me, looking at your trajectory, that you have actually been very careful in uh, creating a... Uh, a landscape, a work landscape that you can actually work in. So the creation of Matchbox Pictures, for example, would you say that was true or am I just talking through my hat? Oh, no, no, no. I think, I, I think that it's really important for me to work in an environment and with people who um, I uh, respect and trust. And uh, Matchbox is a fantastic uh, company and we've been able to, you know, very fortunately, we've been able to uh, be successful in, in, a, in a pretty difficult world whilst maintaining a very high ethical standard. I think that, you know, um, that, that's a real, you know, the, the way we treat people is very important in terms of you know, how we work and what, what we do. A cut Snake is absolutely a collaboration between myself in... Creatively, it's particularly between myself and the writer Blake Ashford. We, um, you know, met many years ago, soon after Walking on Water, actually, at the Adelaide Film Festival, and we, um, and I was a judge on uh, in a screenwriting competition where, which Cut Snake won, and I, so that's when I met Blake for the first time. And oh, fantastic! At that stage, the the script was attached to another director. And so I, you know, just, I, you know, I had my minor involvement in, in the script, but then that other director fell away in 
2007, I think, 2008. No, maybe 2009. Anyway, a while ago. And um, then Blake had always remembered me, and he and the producer approached me about um, making Cut Snake. And I had always loved the film, but there was one element in the film that I particularly loved, which was the love triangle element. And so we went, we kind of developed the script with that in mind. And so we spent several years kind of doing that and um, having a very great, robust, creative relationship, uh, you know, in re- remodeling the film ar- around the central love triangle. And then we, you know, took a number of years to finance the film as well because it's, uh, you know, it's a small um, art house uh, thriller. So, you know, the, the, it's, um, it is a smaller film and uh, smaller films these days are quite difficult to find out. Yeah. Uh, is there a reason, particular reason, for why it's set in 1974 in Melbourne? We, I mean, we've just had the 25th anniversary of death in Brunswick, so it sounds slightly similar. <laughs> Not the story so much, but the yeah. tonality. Uh, it's very different from death in Brunswick. Um, it's, a, it's a more serious film, and it's more like a, I think of it as a little opera. Mm-hmm. It's a very intense uh, dramatic emotional film with um, um, with a kind of heated sexuality that sort of rumbles underneath it. The reason we set it in um, Melbourne in 1974 was because um, it was inspired by a um, uh, an incident in that in that period that actually happened in Brisbane, but we relocated to Melbourne because, for a number of reasons, but it was inspired by the bombing of the Whiskey Go-Go in Brisbane. Ah, yes. In 1973. And the events of the film make sense in the 70s. I think if it it said it now, the the story of the film wouldn't make sense. Yeah. So so that's kind of of why it's a period film. So how much difference is there between its original script and, and the one that you actually shot? Um, we probably took about a third of the original script and then spun that out into the feature film that we we, we shot. So we, we there were other elements to that original script which we um, ended up not using so much. Because I seem to remember that that script was focused on the uh, unfairness of the... Uh, the, the main character's uh, yeah, connection the with the police yeah. and, yeah, and incarceration. Yeah, a miscarriage of justice story. Yeah, a miscarriage and, of justice story. And we, uh, Blake and I decided that that was a very different story to the one that we wanted to tell, which was the love triangle story. Oh, yeah, right. So that's interesting because I actually remember reading that story script. Oh, yeah. fantastic. Yeah, which uh, no, I kept thinking to myself, how come I know this? And I remember it at the time that it was uh, very interesting, but it was a bit lumbrous. You know, there was too much of it. There were too many stories, yeah. Yeah, there was too many stories. To make a decision. We had to make a decision about which one we wanted to tell, and the one that I was fascinated by was the, 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 the love triangle. Yeah, it just shows. It tells me uh, that you've got a good nose for making a story that will flow. Um, you just have to trust your instincts on things. Yeah, that's interesting. Uh, so, um, yeah, I'm actually quite interested. I'm going to go off and see it, so I'll, I'll, um, I'm, I'm quite keen to see it and, and quite keen to see what your interpretation is now that I realise where we stand. They 
call you a showrunner, which sounds like it's such a fantastic term. It's like Blade Runner, <laughs> but for show business. <laughs> um, so in this case, you're being the director. What's the big difference for you? Um, I mean, directing makes you far more neurotic. <laughs> that's uh, one big difference. You worry about more, you stress more. Um, they're, they're very different roles. Like when, when I work in the sh- as a showrunner on television, my job is to work with the writing team and the directing team to give the, the, the you know, multi-episode TV show that I'm doing a unified coherence. Um, you know, that's a particular uh, skill set. Uh, yeah. When you're directing, you, you know, your, your job is to provide that unity of vision um, in a more hands-on way, you know, like, you, you know, you're, you know, you're, you're on set, you know, you're talking to actors, you're talking to crew and um, sort of providing guidance in that way, whereas show running is more once removed. Like, you know, say I would be working with the directors who would then be on set and then, you know, dealing with the day-to-day. So um, they are different jobs. Yeah, so with the directing, you're actually persuading the best out of people. Yeah, you're trying to facilitate and, and guide the story into existence. Yeah, but also uh, if I go back to that earlier question, which seems so lame at the beginning, but I did have a reason for it, that printmaking that you used to do and the photography yeah. you used to do and the curating you used to do, that must yeah. come into your framing and the way you see the world in 3D. I think that, um, yeah, every, everything that you do helps you um, become the person that you are. You know, you know, it's uh, you know, even if it's just about making making creative choices and understanding what your sensibility and taste is. Um, I think that 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 is all part of you know the the final package. You know, insofar you know, in the same way that you know, we're constituted by all kinds of influences in our environment. Uh, what I notice about the uh, series that you've been involved in, they're all really quite original. I really enjoyed Nowhere Boys uh, yeah. for its originality and also the way it allowed the characters to do what they were doing, you know. Uh, and I guess that's going to be the same with uh, Cut Snake in a sense that there's a certain originality uh, as well as it being character-driven. Is that correct? Yeah, yeah, I, I think the, you know, hopefully the recurring uh, theme in my work is um, um, that, that the drive is, you know, like interesting characters all driven um, uh, by the truth, you know, the truth oh, of yeah, character okay. situation. They're, they're, they're the things that are important to me. I mean, I think that weirdly enough, of all the things I've done in my background, the most influential thing is making documentaries where you actually go into the truth and try to shape a story because often a lot of my work comes from, uh, you know, the truth of things. Which sort of takes you back to uh, that uh, film that you made that uh, was really exploring your mother, really, the Home Song Stories, which I've actually seen as well. Yeah, absolutely. So much of what I do is about trying to find the truth of the situation, even even in a high-concept show like like Glitch or Nowhere Boys, it's about saying, well, what would real people do in this situation? 
Tell us about the actors you've chosen. Why did you choose them? Oh, I think Sullivan Stapleton is dynamite. I think he's an extraordinary actor. And um, I think that, um, as are Jester Gower and Alex Russell, I think that, you know, they all inhabit their characters with absolute commitment. And, um, you know, the, ultimately, the film is a three-hander. It's based, you know, it's pretty much the story of these three characters. And um, I think that that's what's, uh, I, you know, that's the most satisfying part of directing for me is just being able to facilitate uh, great performances by great actors. What about the art direction uh, and the uh, soundscape? How did that uh, develop? Um, it's all about, you know, supporting the story. I worked with a fantastic designer, Joe Ford, and, um, you know, brilliant composer, Cornel Wilczek, and Craig Carter is a sound designer. Like, you know, the, but everything we do is really about trying to tell the story and support it and, and um, make it as kind of engaging and dramatic as possible. And we probably shouldn't forget the uh, editor. Who was the editor? Andy Canny, yeah. No, Andy's a phenomenal talent. Yeah, okay. All right, so um, I'm so, sh- going off to go and see Cut Snake and I uh, Fantastic. Ad- and advise other people to do so as well. Much appreciated. <laughs> Thanks for talking to me, Tony. Pleasure. Take care. You too. Bye. There we have it. That's a bit of uh, Mia Dyson and Dancing on the Edge of the World. And I'll have to say that uh, Cut Snake has got an element of uh, Dancing on the Edge of the World about it. It's it's a fantastic rendition of... uh, 1974 Melbourne, I'll have to say. It's uh, having been brought up in uh, the uh, period that it was um, depicting, it's completely sure-footed in relation to its uh, uh, costuming and um, the landscape uh, that they they inhabit. It's fantastic. Uh, Also, if you come from the West, you'll recognise some of the uh, places that they have. Uh, In fact, there's a... uh, at the beginning, there's a sequence with uh, an old house, which I've always wondered about because uh, my sister lives nearby that old house and uh, we actually get to go inside. <laughs> that was fantastic. It, it's actually quite an extraordinary piece of work. As I said, it's uh, not only is it very original in lots of ways because it actually is talking about... Uh, uh, gay and uh, straight love in a triangle that uh, is quite incredibly powerful. And the uh, there's phenomenal acting. Alex Russell, Jessica Degau, and especially Sullivan Stapleton, both of them, all three of them, uh, do a phenomenal job in this, in this film. I, I found it absolutely gripping. And uh, it says an awful lot about Australian society, class, and... Uh, and uh, Love uh, in a way that uh, is quite often uh, un is uncharacteristically honest for a, an Australian uh, production. I have to say, it's I think it's fantastic. I think the uh, the use of uh, um, music is great, uh, and uh, it uh, gives you a, a it's a and engages confidently with the uh, world that it is uh, describing. 
uh, it's uh, Cut Snake is uh, going to be opening at uh, uh, cinemas uh, September the 24th. But the Nova is having a uh, Meet the uh, Filmmaker question and answer with Tony Ayres, hosted by Thomas Coldwell. Uh, that's on Thursday the 17th of September uh, at uh, 6.45pm. That's at the Nova, Thursday the 17th of September at 6.45. And uh, it uh, you can buy tickets at um, www.nova.com. I'm pretty sure that's where you can actually find out about that. That's uh, www.cinema.com nova.com.au sorry I got that wrong or you can go to the box office and buy the uh, tickets there and uh, I'll tell you what I think Alex Russell is going to be the next uh, actor that's going to be uh, taken off to uh, American land to become some sort of heartthrob but I'll tell you what everyone in this film is sure footed beautifully acted uh, absolutely interesting themes as I said you can go down to the Nova to uh, hear Tony Ayres talk about his film. Now, Tony Ayres is an extraordinary filmmaker and uh, anything you can learn from a man of his calibre is uh, worthwhile listening to. So that's Thursday, 17th of September, 6.45 at the Nova. Now, opening tomorrow night is uh, the uh, Melbourne Underground Film Festival. That's uh, the 16th annual Melbourne Underground Film Festival. It's going to be shown at the Back Lot Studios, 65 Hague Street, South Melbourne, uh, South Bank, Victoria, and at the Howler Bar, 7 to 11 Dawson Street, Brunswick, Victoria. That's uh, Backlot Studios in Hague Street, South Bank and Howler Bar, 7 to 11 Dawson Street, Brunswick. 16th Annual Melbourne International uh, Underground Film Festival, MUFF as opposed to MIF. And the opening night's tomorrow. It's uh, going to be at Backlot it starts at 8pm under a kaleidoscope 2014 for the opening night of Muff. Uh, it's got an eclectic film uh, screen, um, range of films of, from um, a variety of different uh, filmmakers that are ongoing filmmakers in the Australian context. Now, Kaleidoscope is uh, being made by the fellow who made Chocolate Strawberry Vanilla, which was a very nice piece of filming. I did see that and uh, it was worth seeing. Very nice piece of work. Uh, Special Events, The Second Coming, Volume 1 by Richard Wollstonecroft. Uh, Closing Night, World Premiere, Sizzler 77 and uh, uh, also the Awards Night which is uh, the uh, muff goes from September the 11th to 19th. And uh, if you want to know more about it, then go to www.muff.com.au. That's www.muff.com.au for all the latest filmmaking that's just slightly on the edge of the mainstream. Now, that's it for uh, Showreel this week. Uh, Next week is another thing altogether. You've been listening to a 3CR podcast produced in the studios of independent community radio station 3CR in Melbourne, Australia. For more information, go to allthews.3cr.org.au.